Three square meals and a homebrew routine. Airbnb is the place for you. Enjoy your stay. Welcome to Air D&D, where you can kick back, relax, and learn about all things D&D with your host, Jordan. And Jenny. You can also visit both of us on Sunday nights on Twitch, streaming our campaign at twitch.tv slash chaosconductors. Before we welcome you to your room, we want to thank our sponsors, Dungeon Depths. You can find D&D-themed t-shirts, stickers, and more at etsy.com slash shop slash Dungeon Depths. And Ambient Realms, where you can find ambient RPG tracks and sound effects to use for all of your tabletop needs. Just type in ambientrealms.com and you're there. Let's get you a room to stay in. Looks like you'll be in room number one shot starter pack. Hello, Jordan. Hey, Jenny. Welcome to doing an, an episode with me. What was that face? Uh, it was... You know, the way that I said said your name. Are you not excited to to record with me again when it's hey, been so long? I didn't say didn't that. Didn't you miss me? I didn't say that at all. I'm okay? not getting nearly enough enthusiasm. I don't feel appreciated. All right, try it again. Three, two, one. Hi, Jordan. Oh, my God. Hey, it's hey. been so long. Oh, my God. It's so good to see you. Huh. My oh. co-host, y'all, she's back. I'm back. My co-host, y'all. Oh, I missed the Air D&D Hotel so much. The D&D Hotel missed you, too. The home brewery, the rude bartenders. We had to get a lot of people to oh, cover man. your shifts. I know. I know. Um, how did they do? Did they did they hold hold down the fort okay? I'd say they they did they did pretty well. All right. You know? Well, you know, they were they were no they were no you. I know. I know. But... There's only one me. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> what the what the hell are we talking about today? Um, so we are talking about one shots today. Oh yeah, that, yeah, that would make sense with the whole one shot starter pack. Thing. Exactly, yeah. So this past week, well, well, first of all, the last little while, you and I have both been very busy. Dying with, in busyness. With professional pursuits as well as personal. Yes. I would say. Um, so this last Sunday, you were the busy one. I have been lately, which is why I've not been on the show as much as I would like. Um, you were busy this last Sunday and you were unable to DM our usual campaign. So instead, we had um, Olivia, a wonderful member of Chaos Conductors, uh, host a one-shot. Um, yeah. And it was amazing. Have you watched it yet? I still have to. Dude, you seriously have to. It was I mean, awesome. I was, I couldn't make the session because I was too busy doing the busy things. Right. Exactly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited to watch it though. Yeah. No, you need to watch it. It I was will. awesome. I will. So, we we're, we were thinking about one shots, had one shots on the brain. And so, we're going to talk today about how to do a one shot. Um, particularly if you have not DM'd one before, or as the case was with me recently, I DM'd a one-shot and it was my first time DMing anything, um, and I was, like, freaking out, uh, <laughs> like, really bad, because it was, like, um, 
I, I said this to you before, but I'm, I might as well have been trying to speak a foreign language without a dictionary. Like I just, I felt like I was going into a completely foreign situation. I didn't know. I did some prep, but I didn't really know whether it was going to be enough or too much or whether I was prepared enough or what I was going to do. So, um, for those of you who haven't DM'd yet, but you might want to, or people who do DM, we're going to get all of Jordan's best tips and tricks. He gave oh, some of man. these to me before I started. I'm going to um, give some, uh, t- some t- I almost said ticks, ticks and, and rips. Tricks and tips. You're going to get tricks and tips from me. Ticks yeah. and rips? Yeah, like I, I, I confused the, the spelling in my head. That and sounds painful. Ticks and rips. Yeah, that, that be, would be painful. There will be no ticks and no rips. I can't, I can't promise episode. that. Um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep us... Tick free. <laughs> Tick free. <laughs> and rip free. <laughs> rip. All right. So um, let's get into it. Uh, I have a question for you. What? So you mentioned one shot a lot. I know. I said that like too many times. I mean, it's fine. One shot. I, I, I one wasn't. Shot. <laughs> <laughs> I already hate it. So, you know. I wasn't really counting how many times you were mentioning it. It, it was just more so like, wh- what is this thing that you're saying? What 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 is a one shot? What I'm trying to say is you only get one shot. Do not miss your chance to blow. <laughs> it's opportunity. Once in a mom's spaghetti. All right. <laughs> Isn't that how the song goes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So one of my sisters, uh, Sarah, anytime we, um, occasionally you just start singing songs from the 90s and early 2000s out of nowhere. Whenever that one comes up, she will stop everyone before you get to the mom's spaghetti part because it makes her really upset. Is it because she loves spaghetti so much? because she hates the V word. Oh. In case she's listening, I'm not going to say it. I, I get it. Yeah. And anyway. and to her favorite, and she her loves favorite spaghetti. dinner. Yeah, she loves spaghetti, and so I she see. doesn't want it to be ruined. Is she is she still fine with like knees being weak? Mm-hmm. All um, the other things are fine. Palms, 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 palms are palms are sweaty, heavy. Heavy, <laughs> knees weak, arms are heavy. Anyway, um, we were talking about Dungeons and Dragons. I think so. I believe so. So, <laughs> a one shot. For anyone who listens to us and is not already a, a D&D or tabletop aficionado, um, most commonly when people play D&D, the idea is they do a, an ongoing campaign. So they meet with their friends once a week and they, they tell a story that, or once a month uh, if they're lucky, and they tell a story <laughs> <laughs> that continues over a, a, a number of sessions. A one-shot is we're going to get together and try and tell one contained story within one sit-down session. Is that Does that kind of cover it? I feel like that, that, that covers it, but my uh, a, qu- a question that immediately jumps into my head. Uh, by the way, I'm trying to put myself into the shoes of someone who doesn't know right. what a one-shot is. Right. All right? Let's keep that in mind. So wouldn't you say it would probably be difficult? put all of that into just one session like a start and end of you know a middle and end and like have it be 
challenging and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, that's what's difficult about a one shot, oh, okay. I think, is okay. that is that normally when we're playing D and D, we sort of have all the time in the world to be as detailed or as fast moving or whatever as we want. We're trying to sit down for, let's say, three or four hours and tell a whole story. You got to get shit done. Like you would you would think, at least this is how I was feeling when I was trying to plan it. Like I have to really know how long people are going to spend doing certain things or whatever. Spoiler alert, that's not really possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I guess like like number one, you you have to prepare something, but it has to be pretty flexible, right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think the very the very nature of a one shot needs to be flexible. Uh, but there's also a lot of structure that has to come from it because it's, you know, it has to kind of wrap itself up in this neat little bow, neat little box and bow for this one sesh. Talk about, um, like railroading and one shots and D and D in general. Like, I know you're very anti railroading for D and D for the most part. You like your worlds to be very sandboxy and for players to have a lot of different um, options, a lot of different ways they can go. Um, Do you feel differently when it's a one-shot? Do you have certain story beats that you try to hit at certain times? Or, um, like, how do you you account for the fact that you are trying to have a satisfying, like, full experience? So for a one-shot... I definitely say that, you know, you you have to have a different mindset going going in mm-hmm. than a standard campaign uh, because it's that one session and it's done. Mm-hmm. But usually it's it's not, you know, we don't we don't have to go into like huge detail on why your characters are doing something. It's here's the story that's happening. Like here is the goal of the right. one shot. Right. Here's what you guys are trying to accomplish. And then from that point, I don't usually railroad. Yeah. Like, like okay. after after I have now set that, like I put you on the tracks already. Now you can you can decide like between all of these different areas and things where you want to go. Okay. However, you do have to set that set that goal. Okay, I think that's going to go into our like what are the, the sort of the key pieces or components of what a one shot looks like. Before we dive into that, um, are there any one shots that stand out in your mind as having been particularly memorable, either because they were really good or because they were really terrible? Well, I'm Jordan, so like I don't do bad things when it when it comes to. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm doing a gym looking at the the camera in the office face. Um, I hate just, that show. Yeah, you, you watch the show. Whatever. I, I watched I watched the season. All right, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I did really think about that question, and honestly, like uh, I have a couple of answers. Mm-hmm. So first, and it's not it's not because like I haven't had good sessions as being a player. It's just that I DM so often mm-hmm. that a lot of my stories are gonna be with me as a DM. Yeah, absolutely. So prepare for some for some humble humble brags. Let's go. All right. So the first one, it was you know the dogs that are 
that are like playing playing cards in that one picture? <laughs> yeah. All right. Dogs playing poker. Yeah, playing, playing, playing poker. I made a one shot where all of the characters right. were those were those dogs, <laughs> and they were they were in a world of like dogs and cats, and it turned into like it was such a crazy one shot with how silly it was what, and like that premise? how off the wall <laughs> it was so stupid and then it was like actually deep though too because they got really into the story even though they were they were making a lot of puns and jokes and everything they got really into the story too so it was great uh there was there's a second one where Jen mm-hmm. one of our one of our beloved players who plays Sumiko on Shadows of Zethers, Sunday, 5 p.m. EST, <laughs> twitch.tv. T- <laughs> oh, my God. We will get to that. <laughs> uh, Jen, who plays who, who plays Sumiko, she had D&D experience before, but it wasn't great. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to... I'm going to bring it. I'm going to do a one-shot. Yeah. Because Jen hasn't played with me as a DM, and I really just want to show her, like... It can get better. Mm-hmm. So we did this one shot, and it was so good. Like, the kind of energy that they were bringing, mm-hmm. it wasn't even about me. Jen was, like, going going off and making all of these decisions and things, and, like, I want to do this. And she was being silly, mm-hmm. but I made her decisions extremely important to the story. So then she, she like, like, they were in the desert... And they're trying to find this, this hidden, like temple. Mm-hmm. And this this temple is basically only around for a certain certain amount of time before it starts to disappear. Mm-hmm. And if it disappears while you're in it, you basically have your soul captured by, by this this temple, and you're you're now like forever its slave, like you become part of, the, hieroglyphics hieroglyphics bummer you become you become art that's kind of creepy i like that oh it was very creepy i love creepy so as they're as they're walking in the desert to go and find it she is asking to look around for like bugs and insects and things because she was a, a druid i believe and she ended up finding an insect it was like a beetle and I described it a certain way, you know, it, it and, and, and I, I made it so that its emotions would change its color, the color of its skin. Mm-hmm. So when it was like scared, it would turn turn one color, it was angry, it would turn a different color. And it turned out that when they found the temple and they were trying to get in, I had basically adjusted it so that the scarab-shaped hole that that beetle that she found mm-hmm. had to crawl into the hole and become part of the temple and they and it became like a key that she could use so what you're saying is you paid attention to what your players were latching onto and what they were connected to and then you you like adjusted the story that you were telling to give more importance to that thing yes so that makes Jen, a new player, feel like like she's done something really important, right? Like she's uncracked the code well, to, the, she, to the whole one shot. <laughs> she 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 asked me later. She was like, "What if I didn't? What if I didn't like search? 
search for that for that insect. She 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 named him Fred. She was like, "What if I didn't find Fred? Were were we just like gonna be stuck?" And I was like, "I'm not telling you. Mm-hmm. That's the beauty of the one shot, Jen." Yeah, you just would have stood there and been like, "We we can't open the store. We can't." <laughs> like, <laughs> Obviously. So, so that's the thing about one shots is because you you have that limited amount of time you have to get get creative and and uh and react to what's going on that was like um when I did mine uh first of all my people started started killing people before the encounters started yay (laughs) second of all classic one shot second of all the first encounter that they ran into they did an animal handling check and made friends with the death dog that they were supposed to fight and Mm -hmm. then that dog fluffy became the center of the campaign and like like the beats that i had planned as far as like this is when you know you'll get through this pretty quickly and then this is when the encounters start and then the entire final battle, I ended up just letting them, like, run away from <laughs> because we'd run out of time by then. Um, but there had been another encounter before that that ended up acting as, like, feeling sort of like that boss fight at the end. Um, so, like, I think it's just a matter of having awareness of the energy at the table and making the um, the story beats reactive to that energy um, rather than, you know, sticking too strictly to uh, whatever formula you have set up before you walk walk in. Is that safe to say? I would say that it's safe to say. Okay. <laughs> Having a really good idea of what you want to do and being being flexible mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. And, you know, kind of changing changing what you what, what you want to do. And I know that's good rule of thumb in general for D&D, but I think the way that it plays out in a regular campaign is more like, you know, letting somebody meander if they want to meander, letting them uh, skip right by something if they want to skip right by something. Whereas in a one shot, it's about like taking something that wasn't important and now it's important because mm-hmm. of where because of where it's falling. You're in, <laughs> you know, hour three and a half of four and you need to like ramp up like that feeling of, you know, getting getting to somewhere with closure. Um, and so like ha- having a little bit of, I think, narrative awareness almost. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's def- it's going to be something that I that we talk about a lot as we go through our you know dm workshop episodes Mm -hmm. uh kind of the the mindset that at least i approach it with because i can really only talk about my perspective Mm -hmm. and you know since you have done a one shot and i imagine you'll be doing more at some point in time you know you can you can gain your side of things as well and it'll most likely be different than mine but yeah yeah. Um, as far as one shots that stick out to me, I just want to call out real quick the ones that we've done on stream. Because uh, I think the ones that we've done on stream have been my favorite one shots. One, our Thanksgiving zombie apocalypse one shot was super fun. Uh, that's on YouTube if you need like some holiday viewing this Thanksgiving or whatever. Uh, there were zombie turkeys. Or Halloween. Spoiler alert. It was It was Thanksgiving, right? It was. Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't, I don't remember. I think it was no, Thanksgiving. it was Thanksgiving because we had zombie turkeys and it was hilarious. But it can double as a Halloween special. Yes, that's that's true. Um, <laughs> and then um, 
the Olivia has done a couple of one shots for us when when Jordan wasn't available. Um, so the first one that we did was like a horror one shot, and it was uh, my little sister's first time playing D anD. d So that one is memorable for me. Shout outs to Ray. You rock. What up, girl? Hey, girl. <laughs> How you doing? Uh, <laughs> I I really liked you know do, going through that whole process with her because. Honestly, my favorite thing about a one-shot is trying out different characters because I'm so, like, my experience of D&D is so centric to, like, character creation and embodiment. Um, Like, that's what I enjoy so much. So going through the process of helping her create a character and envision what that person's backstory was like and all of that and then watching her play it and have that, you know, have her have the experience of that adjusting as she went along was really fun. And then this last one was fun because I played a non-good aligned character for the first time. Ooh, bad girl. <laughs> and um, ended up doing some pretty immoral Fucked up shit. shit. <laughs> and <laughs> it was uh, exciting and terrifying. So you should watch that one on YouTube too, especially the second half really picks up and is gets really interesting. Lots of inner party conflict. I definitely want to watch it. Yeah. I will. Yeah, at you some need, point. You need to. You need to. It was really fun. Um I've right. never played a bad character. You haven't? No. I mean, if you don't if you don't count like NPCs. I went like I went like for a straight, chaotic neutral outlaw who is completely in it for herself. Okay. So I was just ready to throw everybody in my party under the bus at the drop of a hat if I thought I'd get a payout out of it. Well, you can't spoil it. We're going to watch it. Yeah. And you're all going to watch it. But that, that was the character. So, okay. So let's go into, um, <laughs> sorry, let's go into if someone is um, planning on playing a one shot. Uh, what are what are the things if I'm sitting down and I'm like I want to I want to do a one shot I've never done it before what's a what's a good a, a good way to start what are the first things that I should start thinking about well that's me opening the door and going into my closet to take out my one shot starter pack hey. oh yeah oh, oh. yeah Woo. okay so <laughs> in this one shot starter pack as you can see here See it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's yep. beautiful. Thanks. Is that hand-carved <laughs> leather? Hey. <laughs> Embroidered. You Stamped. W- you weren't supposed to see that. <laughs> that's that's for me. What do you do? Embossed. Em- you emboss embossed. leather. Okay. Leather. Leather, right? Anyway, so <laughs> in this starter pack, I have uh, kind of two main groups of things. One is, uh, one, every adventure, I feel, should have every aspect of combat, interaction, and exploration. You know, those are the three pillars of D&D, and they make up everything that we do in the game. So, when you're building out a one-shot, that's a super great place to start. Mm-hmm. In like, you know, where, where does the party have to explore? Mm-hmm. Who are they going to interact with? You know, what do those people look like? What do they sound like? What are What is their their uh, prominence in the story? Mm-hmm. And then combat. Like, I try and always have at least one. 
if I'm what, doing if I'm if I'm doing a one like? shot, yeah. yeah. If I'm doing a one shot, it's like have have at least one, maybe even two. Like maybe one that's that's you know, maybe quick, you know, letting letting the the players use the abilities of their characters because they, as a one shot, are probably playing something that they're not used to and they want to use those abilities and things. So having a combat in there gives them that chance. But also they have, you know, they have out of combat abilities and things. So exploration and interact. Anyways, you got to have all of it. And pro tip for those of you listening at home. If you have one or two combats, that's also less that you have to prep. Like you make the combats good. And like that takes time. And it's an enjoyable experience. I'm not saying to just make the one shot six combats in a row, but one or two combats does help take up time. And then the second part of this, here's actually where where I usually start, is I start with a goal. And the goal is, you know, what does the party want to accomplish in this one shot? What are what are they trying to do? Why are they going to that to that crazy haunted mansion? They're they're not they're not doing that because it looks safe and nice and inviting. <laughs> they have they have a goal. The goal might be, you know, I need to go and collect this precious artifact from the basement of the 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 vampire's house. That's the goal. Okay. And then I look at challenge. So my challenge would be what is going to stop the players from reaching that goal or not even stop, but what is going to slow them down? What's going to hinder them? What's going to impact the ease of their access in doing the thing that they have to do. And then lastly, environment. I mean, I did say in that, in that example goal that you would be in that house. So what does that house look like? Where's the house located? Is it in the middle of a forest? Is it on the top of a hill? And as soon as you have that environment, you can go straight from there into what kind of monsters I wanna I wanna use. If I'm if I'm in a cave, I can look at all of the you know I can look at the the back of the monster manual and see examples of monsters that would be in the underdark. And if you don't have access to the monster manual, you can look at the uh, online SRD. And that has examples of things that you can use. And yeah, that's usually where where I start. So I think when I was wanting to prep mine and feeling very, very like, why did I tell Scraticus I would host a one shot on their channel? <laughs> uh, like, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Uh, this was this was the initial advice that he gave me was to sit down and decide on these three things. And I think you can kind of start with any one of that as far as like what what do you want what what do you want to do like what what story do you want to tell so you can you can start with I want this to be in a vampire setting I want this to be in a haunted house and start with the environment and then say goal why why are they here challenges what are they going to come across here and that can be everything from puzzles to encounters to like NPCs who aren't necessarily encounters but unless you, or they could party, be encounters unless your party decides to to kill them um so or they're they're the encounter all along so 
like they're they're the they're the enemy that's like right yeah stalk, stalking you or whatever that was actually uh, yeah anyway i'm not gonna spoil it the interesting thing that uh, olivia did with this last one shot was uh they sat down with everybody beforehand and gave everybody a different goal but mm-hmm. we all didn't know what each other's goals were nice <laughs> yeah so that's how we ended up with a lot of a lot of conflict so uh, you so that was an idea that I thought was interesting to bring up, but it can also be you know you all are a party that's adventuring together and you're looking to accomplish this thing together as well. I'd say we start we start simple with just one one goal first. If they're doing like you know your your first one shot, how do you how would you decide? Um, um, yes, that's probably good advice. How how do you, you decide in terms of challenge? what what kinds of challenges to do um how many to plan for and how difficult that they should be okay i will tell you what if you are not used to dming these are the questions (laughs) all right so (laughs) this is the dm challenge (laughs) the challenge rating system is a bit difficult to understand and comprehend and it's 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 basically built built uh around around the idea of let's say you have a certain amount of people if you have a certain amount of people this challenge rating monster should be an easy fight this should be a medium fight x x and you know whatever now in xanathar's guide to everything they they expanded upon upon this system and it's it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot better uh but you can also go online and you can just look up like encounter creators. I know Cobalt has a really good one, and just just go on go on Google and look look at like encounter encounter calculator or encounter creator for five e, and you can put in like here's the number of players I have, here's what their levels are, and put in like monsters that you think that you might be interested in, and see how they how they would you know rank up against the party. That is a really good tool. That's really good to know. Let's try and put um, a link to that resource in the uh, episode notes. I'll try my best to remember. Okay, I'll try and remind you. Um, but t- tell it again, just in case we forget what it's called. Well, I've used Cobalt's before. Cobalt's, okay. Cobalt's Workshop, I believe it's called. Okay. Or Cobalt Fight Club, I think. Yeah, one of the one of those two. But encounter creator, you can just look up like encounter creator five e. Assuming you're doing five e, so we we almost ex- exclusively f- play in five e. But obviously, it's a question of looking up the system that you're playing. And luckily, there are nerds all over the internet creating these resources, so you can compare um, the monsters that you are interested in. If you were doing a five e. Um, one shot and you have four or five players in terms of easy medium and hard how many encounters are you probably going to try and work in there and at what level if i have four or five players four or five players you're running a 5e three to four hour one shot okay (laughs) what what level were they again Mm, three three five they're five Level five. Yeah, level five. So I got four to five level five players. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. I, don't, I honestly don't even know why I asked that. <laughs> I know. Because no matter the level, 
or the amount of like players. Easy, medium, and hard is gonna. It's yeah. It's gonna scale. Yeah. It's gonna scale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I needed so much de- detail. Anyways, <laughs> I usually aim. Well, I would say it depends on who I'm playing with. Interesting. Okay. Because tell me more about that. When I went to playthrough convention, mm-hmm. you know, these people have signed up to just play a one shot with random people that they don't right. know and a random DM that they don't know. Yeah, that's very different than a group of six people, which we usually have, who all play together every single week. And yeah, yeah, totally. So we I don't all of our experience levels. And, I don't give a I don't give a shit about the the six of the six of you. Like when it comes to you guys, like I'm, I'm, I might just put you through hell. Wow! Ouch! Because you're experienced. You felt that way. You're experienced. Don't worry, I'll tell everybody else in the party not to listen to this. Too late. (laughs) I mean, it's not, but (laughs) we're recording right now. Unless somebody in our group is outside the door listening in. Anyway, yes, you might, you might put our group through something more challenging by the time you hear this it's over (laughs) (laughs) it was a drake album or something so ominous all right (laughs) i think it was a a drake all right whatever so when i was playing with those random people right i was kind of more likely to it it really depended on who i who i was with i was i was feeling them out and Mm -hmm. i had a bunch of different encounter like types prepared so i want to see you know what's the what's the level of of knowledge that they have coming into this Mm -hmm. because if they're if they're master D &D players and they know all the classes front and back and they like have optimized everything Mm -hmm. you know i want to give them a bit a bit of a challenge you want to be ready to throw something harder at them correct yeah but if this is your first time playing and you know, you really just want to kind of chill and understand the experience. We're going to start a little bit more gentle. Mm-hmm. Now, we are going to ramp it up right. before the end. But we're going to start a little, 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 little gentle, little smooth, you know? Mm-hmm. You put on, put on the jazz before you put on the rock. Do you put on the rock? Like, F- figuratively. Like, do you escalate? Like in a situation where you'd be listening to some jazz, are you like, are you like, okay, now we're gonna get down. Now we're gonna get, we're gonna get down. We'll get on, funky. Put on some romantic heavy metal. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean that 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 rock. I mean that I would I would introduce uh, Dwayne Dwayne Johnson as an NPC. Hell yeah. Yeah. Some smooth jazz. Some Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so that's like not particularly helpful to new players, but very helpful to experienced DMs in terms of, you know, like for me as a new player, like uh, trying to decide how many encounters to have and how hard they should be, or as a new DM rather, trying to decide how many uh, encounters I should have and how hard they could be was really difficult. So I think I erred more towards, you said one or two now, I think you'd said that to me before when I was asking for your advice, I prepared three and ended up using two. Um, so, you know, maybe prepare a couple a couple extra encounters and just be ready to adjust. Like I said, like my boss fight did not happen mm-hmm. <laughs> because they ended up spending a lot more time 
um, doing other interesting things, talking to NPCs and uh, playing with the puppy. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, by the time we got to the final encounter, I just had the mage that I had prepared for them shooting spells at them while they were dashing away. And it was more just to create like a feeling like they just narrowly escaped death uh, because they weren't going to have time to actually do a whole entire like massive encounter at the end. So this this is probably going to get its own episode, but there is also uh, such a thing as non-combat encounters, where the party is is dealing with some with something. Sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's something that might cost them HP. That might cost them resources, mm-hmm. but it's not technically, uh, you know, a fight. A fight. Tell tell me about some examples of what that might look like. I would, but I think we should. I think we should dedicate a, a whole episode. I to I that. agree, but just to get an idea, like, um, does that include like the temple we went to in this last? The temple we went to in this last one shot was booby trapped. Then yes. Is yeah. that the type of thing? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. I'd say that, that that can be a non-combat encounter. Yeah, I think an episode on um, different encounter types and different types of challenges, like you could definitely do a whole a whole episode on that. On Hell just yeah. the challenges. How about you give us a little bit? I think the environment piece is the one that you can give the most sort of hard and fast okay. tips for. Sure. So I'm going to give a quick exa- example. Actually, actually... Um, you know, you know what? I think I'm going to skip that question, but I'm going to come back to it. How dare you? So first. How dare you? Uh, how dare? <laughs> how dare you? Answer my questions. I'm gonna skip, Why are I'm you gonna, being evasive? I'm gonna skip and come back. So. What did you know and when did you know it? <laughs> what is that from? Is that a uh, thing? Yeah, the Nixon hearings. Oh, okay. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I mean, paraphrased. <laughs> nope, yeah. nope. That's That was it. You heard it here That's second, exactly, folks. That was a perfect impression. You heard um, it here second. Yeah. Okay, so you want to you wanna skip by that. I want to skip by that. What do you want to talk about instead? I'm going to go kind of quickly through some other aspects that I think are important. Okay. And I do uh, think we'll probably we'll probably cycle around to this at a later point too, in like expanding. Well, I think on things. I think world building is definitely something that will be multiple future episodes. And, oh yeah, multiple and, and episodes. So that, yeah, that includes a lot of a lot of this stuff, like in a big picture sense. I think some of the stuff that you gave me that was most helpful was here are. Some very simple questions you can ask yourself about the environment that you should know and kind of have in your mind. Um, Here are some tips for making NPCs that are going to all sound a little bit different and have all their own personalities. And I think those are just, if we're preparing a starter pack, just giving people some, you know, what do I sit down and prepare so that I have a really solid outline um, in order to do a one shot. So... Do you do you want to come back to that though? To environment or yes. yeah to the I'm, environment. I'm gonna tips. I'm gonna come back come back okay. to it. Okay, good. Um, so I think one of the other things we were gonna talk about is how much preparation should 
one do because I know before I um, started my one shot I had prepared I created a map so I knew where people were going to be going even though I was doing it in theater of the mind like I for them I had the map in front of me and I knew right right where they were um, and I used an online map generator for that as well nice nice <laughs> um, use your resources yeah I had my a few encounters set up and a general idea of you know I did the goal I set up some challenges like I followed this formula <laughs> uh, so I'd say if if it's your first time but I was gonna say I had all that prepped and then I sat there and I had no clue whether it would be enough or whether it would be too much, <laughs> or whether, like, were they going to run out of stuff to do in 30 minutes, or was I going to, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I had no idea how it was actually going to play play out. So what what are your thoughts in terms of how much prep you need? If this is your first time DMing, or I'm sorry, your first time doing a one-shot, uh, which might be your first time DMing, who knows? But if it's your first time, I would safely say three hours. Of prep time? Of prep time. Of like you figuring out, you know, asking the questions and making your own starter pack, but asking yourself, when when does a when are the possible combat times? When you know what 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 people or things are my players going to interact with? You know, asking yourself all of those things, building out a map and giving yourself all of the resources and things that you need, because you might not have flexed that you might you might not have grown that uh improv skill yet and it comes with time unless you've like taken a class or done th- you know have a theater background or something like that but as you continue to play as you continue to do one shots that that time is going to come down and i was telling uh i was telling heaven and becca about this in our previous episode but it's gotten to the point where, like, I know for me, you give me 15 minutes and I can make I can make a one shot that, like, m- might appear as if I planned it out, like, piece by piece. But in turn, it's it's I have my starter pack ideas down, which then then just allow me to, you know, use my imagination, be creative and roll with the punches that my players provide to me. Mm-hmm. So a lot of what's what's happening is just me taking what my players are giving me and reacting to it and showing like what's happening, how does that change the world around you. So yeah. I wish I could literally just record your thought process while you're DMing. <laughs> <laughs> what? It'd be so helpful. Like I wish I had a a brain camera that could re- record like what are the things that you pick up on like what do you already know about D or already have planned and what are you completely improvising and just playing off of somebody i i think you do a lot of that and i don't know how <laughs> all the time <laughs> Um, like I said, I'm improv saying, is, pra- is, I, is all practice. I want to read your mind and I want to record it. It's a totally normal thing to say. I don't know why you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, uh. in, 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 our, in our world building episodes and like our campaign based episodes, I can give you a lot of those tips. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. And I think it'll definitely help you in understanding the thought, the thought maze mm-hmm. that's, that's, that's happening every time I'm DMing. 
cool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how 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 helpful it will, will be in predicting whether I'm whether I'm like completely making up stuff, you know, off the top of my head, or if I have something part very of, strictly. Part of the idea is not to be able to tell, I guess. It is right. Yes. Sometimes I'm shocked at the things that you did have planned all along, and that, you know. Spoiler alert, you know, my familial connections in the main campaign, like things that have been in the works for a really long time that I, you know, didn't realize and that that, that feel like you just made this up because it would be cool. But no, <laughs> you, you knew. <laughs> and the key to that, too, is to just plant seeds mm-hmm. everywhere mm-hmm. <laughs> so that if anyone ever questions you, it's like, nope. You can go back mm-hmm. and like for the it this has been foreshadowed. This is a little yeah. bit off track, but this is why I don't think I don't like it when people hold against creators who make serial like entertainment like TV shows that run for years or or novel series that run for years and like expect them to tie up every little thing that they planted because mm-hmm. like you can't do that and tell a story that feels alive and that reacts to the directions that the characters are taking it mm-hmm. you know like that imagines a world where you have perfectly plotted out 10 years of and i'm not this is not a defensive game of thrones screw, screw game of thrones but like other other uh sort of shows and media and stuff kind of get this flack a lot and it's you know, that assumes that you can, that the way that stories are told is you plot out all of these perfect points and it's like this math equation. And like, I think you can do storytelling that way, but I think one of the fun things about D&D and one of the things that makes stories like really compelling is when creators are willing to, to say, wow, like this character grew in a way that I didn't expect and now the story is going to be about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when you really get um, invested and like tied to something. So... So to me, like when I hear you say that, like obviously, yes, plant seeds everywhere. And some of those are going to are going to grow into fully mature trees and some of them aren't. Um, And a lot of that, especially with collaborative storytelling, is going to be down to what everybody at the table is bringing to it. I will give a quick tip, though, about world world building. Just a tip. Just a tip. Yes. Are you ready for it? Yeah. Okay. Here's here's the tip that I that I plan on providing. When you are planting these seeds, or rather, you know what, everyone DMs their own style, but what works best for me is I don't have a stake. I try not to have a stake in anything. Mm-hmm. I have a stake. Well, I'm sorry. I have a stake in what you all have and what the players have a stake in. Right. So... I'm only interested in like what the players want to you know see through. If they like a certain NPC, it's like okay. That gives me an opportunity to now flesh out that NPC right. more and learn learn about them and like really get into the head of that that NPC and uh or like, you know, a backstory related thing or just something random that happens and because of that, I'm never disappointed. When something like doesn't plan out, or right. you guys pass some pass by something that I had created, like I don't get disappointed. I'm just like, okay, right, yeah, 
I just look at the things that I did plant that you did go towards. Silver lining. It's a very zen, like it's a good attitude towards life too. Thank you. Just go around planting seeds. Let's not get too literal with this, but you know, <laughs> putting putting little nuggets of goodness out into the world and then being willing to just see what grows. Little nuggets of goodness. Just see what grows, man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's bring it back. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to wrap it up with my last piece. And I think for all of you listeners out there who want to start your own thing, you know what? I'm going to give you a quick example. And it it might be really bad. It might be really good. But I didn't make it. I I didn't plan it beforehand. We're just going to make it right now. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. So the first is I I want a goal. I want you to come up with the goal. You didn't tell me that I was going to have to come up with goals. I know I didn't. It's on the spot, guys. Uh, um, so what are the players trying to do in this example one shot? It can literally literally be, be anything. They are trying to assassinate a diplomat. They're trying to assassinate a, di- a diplomat. Okay, yep. cool. So that's, that's the goal. Yep. Now, based on that goal... My challenge is now the diplomat is probably going to be heavily guarded. Mm-hmm. The diplomat is probably going to be around people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so now it's like it's like a a uh, a stealthy type mission. Yeah, assassins. Assassins, yeah. Yeah. Like you're not you're not just going to kill someone in in plain daylight. The thing is this diplomat is Nobody knows it except your organization secretly working for an underground criminal organization. Um, and he, what, why, what, what? anyway, uh, so yeah, he's evil and he needs to die for the okay. good, for the good of the, the common people. But because of that goal that you set, now the challenge is so easy. It's like, okay, uh, do we have the guards that are protecting him? Do you mm-hmm. do you have to find a way to to isolate mm-hmm. this 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 diplomat? What are his vulnerabilities? What are his vulnerabilities? Mm-hmm. Is the diplomat like are they powerful mm-hmm. in in their own right? Yeah, are they going to be the boss fight? Exactly. Those are all challenges and things that you can make. So let's say that as a challenge for this one shot, you know, the diplomat is heavily guarded. So you have to find ways of getting that guard away from the diplomat or like, you know, distracting them, doing whatever you have to do. That's an easy challenge. And lastly, because you made this goal and this challenge, the environment kind of starts to draw itself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm imagining uh, deep, uh, uh, deep in, the, in, in, a, in a city that's like heavily populated, you know, there might be a castle that he resi- resides in or that this, this this noble resides in and based on that you can just build your whole one shot you know what are the people doing in this in this town what are they like how are you getting them there what do they know what do they know do they know anything do they like the diplomat when did they know it <laughs> all things you can ask yourself when did they know it <laughs> how <laughs> Are they the diplomat? Why are they working together? 
Exactly. And then that starts to tell your story. Maybe maybe they hate the taxes that the diplomat is trying to incur <laughs> and they're 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 willing to help you in whatever yes, way possible. My British lady that hates the taxes is coming back. Yep. Yep. That's what I had in mind. That's what I had in mind. Yeah. So or you know, that's that's of course just the first thing that pops into my head. However, like let's let's try a completely different envi- environment. Let's say that this diplomat, you know, likes the outdoors. Let's say that they are of 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 an elven background and they live in the forest. All right. So now you are traversing through the forest to to get to this 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 diplomat and now like you might you might be even even able to change your challenges based on that here's what i was thinking they're headed towards a summit where they're expected to meet with somebody and something really bad is going to happen so you want to intercept their carriage and so now like the start of the one shot is trying to intercept the carriage and then you have an encounter, like, in the middle of whatever with their guards are. See, all of those things are possible, though. I know. You know? That's what I'm saying. And it's it's all just due due to, uh, you know, your goal, your challenge, and your environment. There you go. I yeah. think that worked out pretty well. I would say it was a good example. That's a good, that's a good, we should make, like, a, we should make, like, a one-shot worksheet. Pop it up on our Patreon. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, if you if you'd be interested in a one shot worksheet, hit that, us up on Twitter. Yeah, let us know. Um, you can you can contact Jordan at DM of Chaos C or just reach out to us at, at Chaos Conductors. Because um, yeah, uh, or or anything else that we talked about today, any other resources that you're interested in, like shout us out. Um, and or if you're aware of resources for preparing one shots that we didn't mention that you happen to know about that are awesome, please reach out to us because uh, a we can use it, and then we can amplify it to all of our listeners. Word. Word up. Yeah. If you have any, if you need any help, or if you have any questions or anything, feel free to hit to hit your boy hit your boy up. You know, I might be able to help you and guide you in the right direction. And I always like making people's like uh, player lives difficult and stuff. So I'm really good with coming up with like challenges and things. And that, my dear friends, is the is going to be the the end of our episode today. And we will see you next Thursday for our. Well, hold on, hold on. <laughs> wait, we're gonna wait. see you. We're gonna see you before Thursday. We're gonna see you on Sunday. On Sunday at our regular campaign. At our regular campaign. At Twitch. At Twitch Twitch TV slash Chaos Conductors. Yes. Sunday at five p.m. EST Eastern Standard Time. So we're gonna see you on Sunday first, and then you're going to hear us again on <laughs> next Thursday for another Air D and D episode. Yay! You can find all of our contact methods at chaosconductors.com, and we would really like to hear from you about what uh, topics would be most interesting for you, what kind of questions you have and you want us to cover next. Um, yeah. Tell us about your experiences with D&D and, and anything you'd like to hear on the show. All right. Then all of you have a wonderful 
rest of your Thursday and or whenever you're listening to this. I said listening that time. Okay. I'm so Anyways, proud. thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Three square meals and a homebrew routine. Airbnb is the place for you. Enjoy your mom's spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs>